Welcome to the Liberty Podcast with your host, Pastor Robert Maxey, Senior Pastor of Liberty Church of Baton Rouge. It's our prayer that this podcast will be life-changing for you and that you will share it with someone else. Now, here is Pastor Rob. We've been in this series, this series, 2020, Hindsight 2020. Today I'll be coming from the title, I Should Have Reached Out. Look at somebody and say, I should have reached out. I should have reached out. They don't hear me, but they hear you. In 
your son, Jesus, name I pray. But all that are here say amen. 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 You may take your seat. Thank you, worship team. Great job today. It's so good seeing you guys today. You guys look beautiful. Get yourself a hand. Y'all get this handsome and Baptist beautiful. Love it. It's lovely. Amen. <laughs> yes, she, she, she takes good care of me. Society tells us that we have to be strong. Yeah. Independent, ready, ready to conquer the world. Society doesn't like weakness, does it? Mm. Matter of fact, it looks down on it. It wants us to be independent and take care of ourselves. And it doesn't want to be bothered with our, our weaknesses and our struggles. Matter of fact, it'll make sure that it gives us everything we need so we don't it doesn't have to hear from us later. Come on now. It don't really want to teach us how to take care of ourselves. They want to give us the things that we need so we can just go away. You know, it's that old uh, adage of uh, if you um, teach a man to do something, you don't have to. He'll do it on his own, but keep giving it to him and he'll keep coming back. And, and so, so society doesn't even want you to come back. You know what I mean? It, it rather you just. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want you to be weak, but there are times in our life where we do need to be weak. weak. Yes. Matter of fact, that is the whole premise of our Christian faith. Matter of fact, God says it like that. He says, when you're weak, I am strong. Right? He shows up in weakness. And so it's in our weakness that we find God. Paul says it like that. He says, it's when I'm weak that I'm my strongest. Because God is allowed to show up in that weakness. And he's allowed to be God. I want him to be God. That's when he's the strongest. And when he's his strongest, that's when I'm my strongest. Do you get that today? I am able to overcome not by my strength, but by his strength. Because every time I've tried to overcome by my strength, I've always failed. I've failed miserably. And if it doesn't happen right away, it's the slow failure that gets me the most. Anybody ever had the slow failure? The slow failure is like the pot's been turned up slowly. And you're watching the ship go down and you're playing the violin as it's sinking. The marriage is sinking and you're playing. <laughs> it's the slow failure that gets you. And weakness is something that comes for all of us. But for most of us, it's that weakness that, 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 that um, makes us reach out for strength and reach out for help. But for most of us, and some of us, we don't do that. I don't know if that's the way that you were taught. You know, somebody said, you don't ever ask for help. We figure it out in this family. And so we grew up never asking for help. 
grew up never showing weakness. We never cried in front of people. We never shown the times where where we, we were downcast and, and needing help. And so we grew up with this weakness in us. Yeah, isn't that crazy? The weakness was the fact that I refused to show our weakness. Mm. And so that alone made me unstable. Right, right. The fact that I was unable to control my emotions made me unstable. Because I was just a pot waiting to pull over. And you thought you were keeping it together, but really, uh, I had a, um, a pressure cooker. Anybody have a pressure cooker at home? Yeah. Most people have gotten rid of them. Somebody should have told me. <laughs> I had a pressure cooker that I got from a thrift store. And I thought I was doing something. And I didn't know you had to let the pressure cooker go down before you tried to take the top off. So I'm ready to check my pot. And I went to take the top off without letting the pressure cooker little thing go down. And the thing exploded all over me. Burns all over my chest. And I ended up going to the emergency room. Because the steam had not gone down. Isn't that like us? Right, right. Holding it together! Yeah. <sighs> Until somebody releases the lid. Yeah, right. And now everything that was under pressure has exploded. If only I had reached out. How does that be in 2020? Many of us should have reached out in 2020. And we did not. So many mistakes were made in 2020 because we did not reach out. Many things that we are going through now is the fact that we didn't reach out in 2020. And we're recovering from things and mistakes that we made because we refused to ask for Psalms 121 says this he says I will lift up my eyes to the mountain where does my help come from you know I never realized there was a question mark there Sada did you ever realize there was a question mark there he says I will lift up my eyes to the mountain and then he asks the question where does my help come from Right? 
with the king going to, we've been talking about the king going to Elisha while he's on his deathbed, and the and, and the king's reaching out to his best understanding of God, which is the prophet who represents God. He's going, right? So so he he's looking to the hills which he's looking to the mountain which comes his help. Where does his help come from? Now, the king has been in this conflict for a very long time. And he's probably had many advisors and wise men to try to give him many uh, 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 wisdom and, uh, and things he should do. But he's still in this conflict with Syria, which he is going to lose. He don't have the military ability. He's been an unwise king. He's been against God. He has not done the things that he was supposed to do. The Bible says that he has not been a king after God. So, he doesn't know what to do. The best thing he does is he goes looking for his best understanding of who God is. Where does my help come from? The psalmist says, my help comes from the Lord. He goes to God. He goes to God. And, and the prophet, he gives him the best, the best advice. He says, look to the east window. The east window is the place where your enemy is at. The east window, wherever that, that, that window is... That's where the enemy is lining up at. That's where your frustration is coming from. Wherever the disaster is at, wherever the thing is keeping you awake at night, he says, look there. That's, that's where I want you to shoot your arrows. All right. All right. For many of us, we have not narrowed down where the enemy is. Right. So we can't fight. Right. We don't know where he is. We don't know where we're supposed to shoot. We don't even know what we're supposed to be praying for. You don't have a clue what's going on because you haven't sat down long enough to figure out what is the strategy the bible tells us we are not unaware of the wiles of the enemy the wild represents the strategy of the enemy and but nothing's new the enemy still uses the same strategy and so we, we're we're not unaware of them because we not sat down and really try to figure this thing out right if you sat down trying to figure it out, I guarantee you, you would not be unaware of it. Mm. The problem is, you keep going to all these different people to try to figure out what's going on in your life instead of seeking God. And God is saying, where does your help come from? Where does it come from? In 2020, did you reach out to God? Did you go to God for help? Did you reach out to God for your marriage? Did you really? I mean, seriously. The psalmist says, I lift up my eyes to the mountain where it comes my, my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He's the one that created it all. He knows the end from the beginning. Why would I not seek counsel from the one that knows the end from the beginning? Why would I not seek counsel from God? He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will not slumber nor sleep. 
The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. Jesus. I love it because the summons begins with perspective. This morning I left the, uh, the camp. I was laughing with Cole about this earlier. We left the camp and it was all sunny and beautiful outside. So um got in the car and we started driving towards Baton Rouge. And all of a sudden I realized everything just got gloomy. Mm-hmm. Like, while driving towards Baton Rouge, everything just got gloomy all of a sudden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's gonna rain, it's got what the world just happened. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna go back to the camp. Right. And then so I'm like, what just happened? And then all of a sudden, I realized I had my sunglasses on. <laughs> I took them off and I'm like, oh, look, there's the sun. <laughs> there's the sun. Sometimes you got to change your perspective. It's the way that you're looking at things. <laughs> Are your, your eyes tinted with your perspective of doom and gloom? And when I took the glasses off, I was able to see the sun again. It was my perspective, the way I was looking at things. The psalmist, he's looking at his perspective. He says, I'm looking towards the mountain. I can easily look towards the valley. I'm in that. I'm in the valley. It's easy for me to see the valley. But I'll rather look up towards the mountain. Many of us are often lost in our perspectives that don't allow us to see how small our problems really are because we are right in line with them. Everything looks big to me, I'm short. <laughs> oh, a little taller. Things wouldn't look so big. For many of us, our problems look huge because we, we are right here in it. But as our perspective changes, we realize that it wasn't that big, was it? It just wasn't that big. And so, so like many of us, I've, I've been caught on the many issues of my youth only to find them trivial. In my 20s, things that were in my youth were very trivial. <laughs> and I remember the issues in my marriage at 10 years, and I look at it now and I shake my head and I'm like, wow. That was just so small of us. Oh, how idiotic was that? And it's easy for me to look back at it now that my head is full of gray hair. But it's the perspective that has changed. Are you stuck in the same perspective as 10 years ago? And you're wondering why things haven't changed in your life, your marriage, your friendships, your relationships. It's because your perspective hasn't changed. Your perspective is still the exact same place that it was at 22. I'm not talking to you. I'm just looking that way. I'm talking to you guys. I'm like, your perspective hasn't changed. And I wonder why. 
I believe that places in my life where my respective hasn't changed, I realize that it's a choice. Right. It's much easier for me to stay the same way that I am than to try to see things differently because it's easier for me to just stay here. Why? This is me. Ain't nobody going to change me. But the psalmist says, I'm in a valley, and my issues are here in this valley, so I don't want to continue to see what's in this. I want to see where I want to be. If my perspective is going to change about this valley, I need to see where I want to be. Isn't that good? I want to see where I want to be. In order for me to get to the place I want to be, I need to have my eyes fixed on the place that I want to be. But if I can continue to keep my eyes fixed on this, then I'm never going to get to that. What is happening with me that I have such short vision that I cannot see myself better, doing better, living better, eating better? You know what I mean? Yes, what is happening to we have such short vision on life? Mm-hmm. We talked about it last week. We said, why do we have such a right now vision? We, we're supposed to be living for eternity. Mm-hmm. In hindsight being 2020, I, reach, I, I wish I had reached out for more wisdom. Mm. Right. 2020, right? Right. I wish I had surrounded myself with people that were smarter than me. Mm. I wish I had reached out for some gray-headed people mm. that were able to talk. I mean, people with more gray hair than me. Like me. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was able to, to talk more wisdom into me. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. Right? I could hang around with some people that that knew a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. That could share something with me. Don't you wish that? Don't you wish you had more gray hair in your life? Uh, No. Uh, Not (laughs) me. But in your life. That's right. That's right. You got it right. There's a a slogan out there now about the coronavirus that says, it says, protect your wisdom. Mm-hmm. Wear your mask, protect your wisdom. Mm-hmm. Come on up. Come on. We need our wisdom. That's right. But even in that, many of us are not able to reach out. And the king did something that many of us don't do. He reached out mm-hmm. for help. Which brings us to a woman with the issue of blood. I don't want to spend another year needing help mm. and not reaching out for it. Mm. Needing help in my marriage and not asking for it. I don't want to spend another year battling in my health and not reaching out for it and not getting the help that I need. Having growths on my body but not getting the help that I need. Are you in a place this morning where you need to reach out, but everything in you, all the pride in you that's stopping you from reaching out? In our series, 
the king did something that many of us have not done yet. He hasn't reached, he reached out. And then Luke, we read about a woman that seems to have shot all her arrows. She went to the doctors. She went to physicians. She could not find healing. And the fact that she was bleeding made her unclean. Meaning that she was, she had to be away from her family. She had to be away from everyone. She was unclean, ceremonial, unclean. She had to walk around not being able to be touched, telling people that she was unclean. Can you imagine walking around with that label of being unclean? For 12 years. She was unclean. You see, many of us glance by this story. We heard it so many times, and we've heard it preached so many times. And I didn't come to make you jump or shout or anything over this story because okay. this is not some abstract story in the Bible. This right. is real life. People yeah. are living like this. Right. They're saying, "I've done everything that I've done, tried, and I've tried everything to fix these issues." The king went to the prophet. He shot his arrows out the window. He did what he thought he was supposed to do. And nothing had changed. So he kept the few arrows that he had left. And he was done. She went to the physicians. She went to the doctors. The family had turned her back on her. And she was done. But she gave it one more shot. Many of us are saying, I'm done. I've tried everything. I've tried coming off the drugs. I've tried it and I can't do it. I've tried to fix it. I've tried going back to school and I keep failing. I want to work on my marriage, but I keep coming back to the same word, the same thing that's been the staple of my life the whole time, the same thing I've been having to say over and over again, the same thing people have been telling me. They keep saying, unclean! Unclean, unclean, over, over again, over and over again, and I keep making the same mistakes. Yeah, I keep going down the same paths. So maybe they're right. Maybe I'm just unclean. Maybe I can't do better. So many of us have gotten to the place where we just stop trying. And the problem is, hindsight being 2020, we just stop reaching out. We just stop asking for help. What if he had went back to the prophet, Sean, and said, Prophet, I shot my arrows. Should I shoot more? Should I shoot more, sir? Should I keep going? I have more left, but I I don't know if I should keep going. Should I keep trying? I failed my last class. Should I keep trying? Am I wasting money on this? Am I not smart enough to grasp the the concepts that they're teaching? Should I keep trying? Maybe somebody with gray hair would have told me, Girl, you keep giving it your best. 
Yeah. Mm. Even if you fail five tests, you fail the sixth one, and all of you don't matter. Mm. Maybe somebody would have talked some sense into you. to understand about her is that she pushed through. She pushed through. Imagine what she had to do. First, she, she realized that for a time, the crying is over. The crying is over. I'm so sick of sitting in my own tears. I'm so sick of it. If I'm going to be healed, I gotta get up from this place. Oh, nice. I gotta get out of this woe is me. Oh, and if I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry fighting. Oh, I gotta get up from this place and push through. I'm tired of sitting here like this. She fought through, she pushed through. And guess what? She not only pushed through getting herself up out of that place, that place of war is me, that place is I'm hurt, I'm broken, I'm unclean. But she pushed through people. Come on. Yes. She fought through a crowd. The Bible says that there was a multitude of people trying to get to Jesus. This lonely woman that was bloody and bleeding and hurt, she pushed through multiples of people to get to Jesus. It reminds me of when I was in, when we were in Paris, and we was at the uh, 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 at the Louvre, and we were trying to take a picture of the Mona Lisa, and it was multiple people around it, and we couldn't get through. I couldn't get through. God was like, "Now nah, I'm not trying to push through people and being rude and stuff like that." So I said, "You know what? I'm not gonna worry about it." Amiga um, said, "Give me that camera," <laughs> and all the thing I saw was people partying at the Red Sea. And she got all the way up to the front to take a picture of the Mona Lisa. Mm. Don't know how she did it. But this lady pushed through multiple people to get to Jesus. What do you have to push through to get to Jesus? And are you willing to do it? Are you willing to do it? I'll guarantee you. That if she was walking through there, she wasn't saying, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm unclean. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't mean to touch you, I'm unclean. I'm sorry, I'm unclean. I bet you she was walking, look, I'm unclean, but I'm getting through here. Right, right. Get out of my way, you don't want to be touched, you don't have to go kill something. She said, whatever it takes. 
takes, I'm getting to Jesus. That's where you got to be today. Whatever it takes, I'm getting to Jesus. Whatever it takes, however how many of our buses it's going to take me to get there, I'm getting to Jesus. I'm getting to Jesus. I'm going to stop crying and stop, stop saying this place, and I'm going to get up and I'm going to fight to get to Jesus. Yeah, sir. She knew her healing was on the other side of her push. Say push. She knew her healing was on the other side of her push. And for many of you, your healing is on the other side of your push. But you're going to have to push through. You're going to have to push. And eventually, you're going to have to push. You're going to have to push. James, first chapter, second verse, fourth verse through fourth, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect, completed, lacking nothing. He says, you're steadfast. You're like a tree planted by the water. And the, the water rushes, and the water, it runs fast, and it even overfloods its banks. And guess what? The water, even when there's a hurricane, the water runs even faster, but those roots run deep. Come on, that's true. It runs deep, and that wet tree don't move. Oh, is your roots running deep today? Do your roots run deep? Or is your roots just coming out? Mm. They haven't been dug in deep enough. Mm. They haven't been dug in deep enough. I so you've gotten along with the unclean. Mm. And you just started digging in with it. Mm. You've gotten along with it. You've just gone. You've given in. Yeah, I'm unclean. says she touched the border of his garment. But I love this, right? She touched the border of his garment, but Jesus says she touched him. Touched him. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Hold on now. Somebody's off. Yeah. Either she touched the border of his garment or she touched him. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bible says that she touched the border of his garment. Mm-hmm. But then Jesus says she touched him. And so I think it is like this. Because she touched what was connected to Jesus. She touched him. So you ain't talking to somebody. You refuse to ask help for somebody. Because you say, all I need is Jesus. But guess what? They are connected to Jesus. What's connected to Jesus is Jesus. So you gotta get off of your path. And you better get to the church. You better ask somebody. What's connected to me? Tell me what's connected to me. Jesus. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Mm. I love it. Mm. And so, so, so Hebrews 
chapter 15, verse, he says this, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I love another another uh, version of that says, we do not have a high priest who cannot be. Opportunities to reach out and touch the hem of his garment in 2020. If you're like me, did you read? Did you miss some opportunities to reach out and touch the hem of his garment in 2020? Did you miss some opportunities? I refuse to miss out in 2021. I refuse to miss out on touching the hem of his garment. I refuse to take 2020's issues in 2021. I refuse to get okay with saying I'm unclean. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse to let my children hear me say unclean. Oh, maybe you ain't said. Okay, well, I refuse to let my children see me be unclean. Come on now. Come on now. She says, I refuse. I'm going to reach out to Jesus. So she said, so he says, let us therefore come boldly. Yes. To the throne of grace. Yes, this is the thing. We sin to be unclean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to come back to the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. But he says, I need you to come boldly back to the throne. Come on, come on, come on. Not privately. Right. Mm-hmm. But boldly. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know what, God, I messed up. I, I messed up. I screwed up. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm here because I know only you can. <laughs> I know only you can, and I can't do it on my own. Right. So he says, come boldly to the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. And why does he say come? He says, that we may obtain mercy yes. and find grace to help in that time yes. of need. Don't you wish you had a reached out? Yes, the third thing I love, just remember 
you are not hidden. What did she say? She says she saw that she was not hidden from Jesus. Yes. Right. She yes. saw that she was not hidden, which is crazy because the, 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 the disciple says, Hold on, Jesus, you talk about somebody touching. There's multitudes of people that are touching you. But she realized, even though there was multitudes of people that were touching him, she realized she was not hidden. Right. Isn't that crazy? That even though multiple people, I would have, I would have hit to the very end. Like he would have had to call my name. <laughs> okay, Robert, it was you. <laughs> Which Robert he talking about? <laughs> he ain't say my last name. There's a lot of accidents. <laughs> you know, she said, "I saw, I saw that I was not hidden." Even in the multitude. Mm. Do you realize that even in the multitude, you are not Amen. Amen. It don't matter how big this world is. Right. You are not hidden in the eyes of the master. You are not hidden. She saw that she was not hidden from Jesus because he felt power leave him. She felt healing power enter her. And healed her of something that she was suffering from for 12 years. Mm. He felt power leave him. Mm. She <laughs> not Come on. Isn't that awesome? I just can't deal with the fact mm. of not being hidden from him. Even when I'm going through, mm. I am known by him. Mm. And I know that I'm not hidden. And he loves me enough to send help. Even when I don't ask for it. Reminds me of that, that story with the people on the uh, on the roof during a storm. And and they're waiting for somebody to send help. And people on the boat come by and they say, hey, come on. And they're like, no, man, I'm waiting for God to send help. <laughs> and so they go by and leave. And then another people come by and they're like, hey, man, come on. Come on. Come on. And it's like, no, I'm waiting for God to send help. <laughs> so they end up dying on the roof. <laughs> and they get to heaven and it's like, why didn't you get on? It's like, I was waiting for you to send help. God, why didn't help? Well, I sent two boats. <laughs> 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 Yeah. They was connected to me. I love the idea of not being hidden from us. Even when I'm going through, I am known by him. John Piper writes this, he says, deeper than knowing God is being known by God. Right. What defines us as Christians is not most is not most profoundly that we have come to know Him, but that He took note of us and made us His own. Mm, yes. Can you handle that? Right. That He knows us. Mm. Yes, sir. God has known and loved you before the foundation of the world. This is a doctrine to be enjoyed to comfort us. Even in our, 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 our worst heartache, our worst trouble, 
and we're struggling. Jeremiah 12, 3 says this, But you, O Lord, know me. You see me and test my heart towards you. Jeremiah says this, he says, You see me, God. You see me. I love when Amina says that. She walks up to nobody and says, I see you. That means something deeper. I see where you are right now. I see your hurt. I see your pain. I see you. I see you deeper. I see past that crooked smile. I see past your faintness right now. I see you deeply. God says, I see you deeply. You know why I see you? Because I created you. I know when you're off. I know when there's something wrong. He says, you are fully known. You can't hide your emotions from me. You can't hide the fact that you've been walking around with a tattoo that's covered that says unclean. You're fully known by him. First Corinthians 13, chapter 12, verse. Check this scripture out. He says, For now you see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I've been fully known. He says, I, I, I can't even understand. I can't even see. I look through a glass that's dim. But one day I will fully know him as I am fully known. I may not, I may not know him. I may not know all the secrets. But guess what? I have one thing that I do know that I am fully known by him. Amen. I am fully known by him. Man to come back. Yes. I am fully known. The fourth thing is this. No matter what it came down to. The struggle that she had to go through. You guys can stand up as we get ready to close. She had a struggle. She had spent all her money. The Bible says all her life. Everything that she had. She spent all her time being called unclean. And saying that she was unclean. She was down to her last arrow. She says this, if, if this don't work, I don't know what will. She says, all I have left is the master. And for many of us, that's all we have left. All we have left is God. All we have left is this one shot. We have one last arrow. One last shot. One last arrow. One last arrow in our quiver. One last shot. And there's no use to hold it. There's no use to hold it. So yes, there's people here that need healing. There's people here that need deliverance. There's people here that need 
the healing in marriage. There's people here that got family members that are sick. There's people here that are struggling with finances. There are people here that are struggling on their jobs. There are people here that are, are struggling finding jobs, that are on the battle trying not to be homeless. There are people that are struggling and they got one last arrow. And today I say, shut up!